Welcome to the Notes My Goats podcast. I am Brandon. And I'm Steve. How's it going, buddy? Dude, um, I'm a little tired. Yeah. I'm playing through pain today. I had to work really hard. Um, okay. You know, I only, I go to work for like eight hours a day, right? Yeah. We both know I only work about three and a half because it's Correct. a union job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that three and a half that I did today, holy shit, I was busy. Yeah. Um, so like... Yeah, and I'm out of shape. I mean, I'm still round, so that's still a shape, but not the correct shape, I think. Well, whose fault um, is that? Genetics. I'm going to blame my mom. Okay. Genetics. I'm okay. blaming my mom on that one. Probably <laughs> my dad, actually. He's a dickhead. I'll blame that guy. He's dead, too, so it's okay. He won't, he won't care. Wow. Didn't like uh, the dude alive. Might as well shut him when he's dead. Um, I, uh, on turn, that note, dude. guys, uh, it is the end of February, and when this one is dropping, no more, no more love in the middle of the house. Sorry. Yeah, no more love. We're not <laughs> talking love anymore. It's all rage. Yep. Um, and not necessarily rage, but rage, right. all that. Yeah, Steve, I have nowhere. What else? I don't know what else to talk about because you just <laughs> you brought it to a point, and I can't. I I just can't. So on that note, Steve. Um, we, it's, it's, it's a Friday episode when this one's dropping. So, uh, Friday, you did, I mean, it's not the first time you've ruined me, Steve. So it's fine. Um, it, it is what it is. Um, a little feather in my cap there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, yeah. Anyway, put the you put the, the hash mark on the wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Time Steve's yeah. violated me. Yeah. Just how many times my mom has called me after listening to an episode being like, you're still friends with that Steve guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, mama. I'm sorry, no. mama. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It It's my dad. It's, only, it's only happened twice. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and that's, that's happened a lot more than that. <laughs> right. Just wait, dad. More's coming. <laughs> right. Anyway, on Steve. TikTok. Right. Anyway, Steve. So, uh, who are we talking to today? You've heard him a little bit on here, and this is a, yeah. a good friend of ours. We've been trying to get on the podcast now <laughs> for over a year, but he is busy as hell, and trying to nail this dude down for for forty five minutes is very difficult because he nails things down, but we can't nail him down. Exactly. That's... He does nail things down. Generally, yeah. not in his own house. We found out today. Right. Um. So we are talking to Jason Luttrell. Uh, Jason, dude, how's it going? Hey guys, how's it going? It's going uh, very well. Yeah, um, dude, we're doing fine. I like your background, having the bases behind you and doing the music room, and you're in your little uh, your little man cave area. Yeah, this this is kind of my space. This is kind of what I where I do my thing. You uh, get your th- your three by three. This is a cool seven string electric guitar. Oh shit! Mm. Yeah, oh, you, nice. get, you, get your, you get your like nine mm. square feet of the whole house. Everything else goes to your wife and your kids. So so I have a door here. Yeah. And I, I basically made this room when I added the shower upstairs, and this was kind of like my door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got so, a door and like nine square feet. I love it. Yeah. So, Jason, um, we've been trying to get you on for a while. What album are we talking about today? Uh, so, you know, I kind of went back and forth, and, and really just, I think, one of, the, one of the albums that has just been so influential in my life, just musically life. Uh, Pantera, vulgar display of power. Uh, it's, I like the whole the whole thing just takes me for a ride. That's like from the from the moment the, the first song starts, it's like just, you know go. And I mean, I literally probably the only album that I'll listen all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the funny thing is, is we, we both know you very song. well. We both know you very, very well. Yeah. And we both, I, I knew you were a metalhead, <laughs> but like the average person right. who knows you, like in our community, wouldn't know that you were this like hardcore metalhead for a while because you're this like pillar of the community and such an awesome dude, which you are still, but you're also an, you're also a metalhead. All right. They can coincide. Well, so, right. I mean, you, as you can you probably guess, you know, the, the metal scene and kind of like, uh, all the extracurricular activities that go along with that, uh, you know, kind of a vice for me. Um, so, you know, really, I, 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 that was all kind of part of it. But, you know, when, when I ultimately got sober and, and things were kind of uh, moving differently in my life, and, 
you know, my music taste kind of changed, but ultimately, you know, just I'm just like everybody else, you know, these are songs that like were ingrained in my soul. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they, they, I feel something from them. Uh, I don't necessarily understand it sometimes, but uh, it, it's just like any song that I listen to or play today, the same thing happened. Sparks, uh, just sparks of joy. Yeah. Sparks of joy in your heart. I love it, it. It's just not metal. It's with everything. You guys know. Yeah. You know you, oh, I do. Yeah. So, so Pantera, um, they've got a pretty interesting history. They're a heavy metal rock group from Arlington, Texas. Of course, these guys are from Texas. Cowboys from hell. Um, active from 1981 to 2003. And then they just recently are getting back. Well, two, the, the two active band members are getting back together with two other guys and 2022 and they just announced a world tour that they're going to be in around the uh the greater u.s in this this coming summer 2023 so and in the fall um current band members um are phil uh anselmo uh lead singer rex brown is a bass player zach wild um is playing guitar he plays steinbeck barrel and charlie benant benante think Benante he's the drums he replaced Vinnie Paul now Dimebag and Vinnie Paul were brothers um they both have since passed away Dimebag not by his own doing Vinnie because um well he lived the rock and roll lifestyle um for a very long time um mm -hmm. now it's widely regarded as the most influential heavy metal bands selling over 20 million records they've had nine studio albums two live albums 20 singles <clears throat> and been nominated for four Grammys no wins but they got nominated works out hmm. Uh, band started off. This is this is actually pretty funny because it was the '80s. Um, the band started off as a glam metal band. I can um, see that. When they wanted to go harder, oh my so they, gosh. Brought, they brought in Phil. Oh my god! In '86. So from '90, from '81 to '86, or just prior to '86, they were a glam metal band, thinking of like we're gonna be doing Cinderella in a couple of weeks. Um, so like that style of glam metal. I think mm -hmm. we're doing Cinderella next week. If, if um, you, seriously, you guys got to go back and listen. <laughs> Some, some, some of their stuff or albums and it is like it oh, oh my gosh it is so 80s glam rock and it just doesn't but if you like listening to it it's still there it's still there it's just, it's just i don't know there's just there's something more about makeup. it yep because uh, that's I definitely like it. it definitely i like it so um and they had hair like they had I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they they had hair anyway. Dimebag had massive hair, regardless. Um, now, in 1990, they released their fifth album, which is Cowboys from Hell. They do count that album as their debut, actually, with Phil. Um, it is their major right. label that, debut, so yeah. they didn't yeah. actually get on a major label until that one. And then yeah. it was the first album to appear on the Billboard chart for them. The band is said to be heavily influenced by Black Sabbath, right. Slayer. Uh, they have influenced bands that we've mentioned here, Corn, Limp Bizkit, Hatebreed, Slipknot, Lamb of God, and name it, name any sort of hard rock or metal band. Yep. And they've, they've listed Pantera or one of these guys, any one of these guys. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, by far one of the most, most prolific metal bands that there is. I mean, it's, it's yeah. yeah. And I, I loved I loved this, and I've I've seen Phil live with another band, so I can understand where this is coming from. The band actually did adopt and modeled a take no shit attitude that started at a show in San Diego, where a fan was actually heckling them, and Phil encouraged the crowd to beat his ass. Oh shit! The incident, and there are many others that are similar, spawned a five-minute song that's called or a song called Five Minutes Alone," because the dad of the heckler sued the band and wanted and what he wanted he didn't want money he wanted five minutes alone with phil to show him what a real man would do which is kind of kinky um phil said he'd <laughs> do it that's so awesome i never even knew that there was a story behind that i just yeah, like yep. this the drop on that song is probably one of the most things i'll turn to 11 every time you know <laughs> i mean just that drop on that song is so oh yeah, and it's it's a it's a fantastic song, but yeah, the story behind it is a dad wanted to beat the shit out of Phil, um, and he was like, and Phil was down because Phil just he's batshit crazy, um, and on a lot of drugs at that point. The, um, the guy's got issues, man. He definitely he does. does. Now, the band officially broke up in 2003 after the Abbott brothers, which uh, Dimebag and Vinnie Paul, uh, claimed to not have heard from Phil in over a year. The war of words and the drama was ever present, um, leaving Rex Brown kind of in the middle. He was like the the child that nobody really wanted custody of. And then they kind of just figured things out. Um, the, right. 
we talk about them reuniting, but the uh, Phil and the Abbott brothers never reconciled. They never did in Dimebag, so they never, never would. Um, now, this is in 2006. That's why it's like, it's like a, that's a contested thing right now because they're, they're you know, coming on a tour. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hate. Yeah. A lot having, of hate. I think having Zach Wilde's going to help them, but it's with Black Label. I'm good there. with it. I'm, I, I wasn't, but then who am I? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got I mean, Zach Wilde. I mean, I think he can hold the candle the to way dime it should bag. Be. So, you know, he can hold a candle he to dime can. bag. Zach, Zach can run. They were, so it's, they it's were okay. Best friends. Yeah, we're best friends. Yeah, so it worked you out. Know, they hung out, you know. Yeah, and they both probably didn't like Phil at one point in their lives uh, because most people did. Uh, now, we we're going to talk about Dimebag a little bit here. After the band disbanded, um, Dimebag had a band called Dimebag and Vinny actually had a band called Damage Plan. Um, in a show in Ohio in 2006, a crazed Pantera fan um, rushed the stage and killed four people, injured two more before being killed by Columbus police. Gosh, man. Um, he actually rushed the stage and shot Dimebag right in the face on stage, shot two stagehands and a guitar tech um, on stage. Um, as a concert security guard who was working live shows during this time, that was scary um, because you go to shows all the time and you, you might want some bands want you to wand, but not everybody does. They just kind of do some simple pat downs. You never really know what somebody's coming in with or what issues they have. And after that, I remember yeah. working, working a show shortly after that one happened and the, whew, the amount of security. I was going to say you were probably getting all up in everybody's space. Oh at that dude, point. I was, when I was doing pat downs, we were doing metal detecting and pat downs yeah. and I was, I didn't yeah, care. I was right. going right up and under. You were getting the whole, I was getting the whole grip. Yeah. Um, and Twig and Berries was getting was getting squeezed because I wanted to make sure you didn't have anything. Knives, <laughs> guns, nothing. Didn't fucking happen. Yeah. Now, um, Vinny passed away in 2018 from a heart attack. Um, like I said, dude lived a pretty a pretty chaotic life um, thing. Um, yeah, so he, he never stopped. Away. He doing never the stopped. Thing. No, he, you know, he he never stopped doing the thing. It was he just, took he took what about, he did about six months off or so after Dimebag's incident and then started Hell Yeah with with a, a band members from Mudvayne. And, uh, Which it, is another grand. Another fantastic band. But um, now in July of 2022, we talked about um, Phil and uh, Rex Brown did announce they were reuniting along with Zach Wilde and Charlie Benete to do a North American tour. This is, and it's, it's like, Brian, like, like Jason said, it's widely contested. Um, people are kind of, yeah. but they're still going to sell out every freaking show because it doesn't matter. People are still going to go. Well, it's because people Absolutely. who hate it are going to go see it to go shit on it, and people <laughs> who loved Pantera are going to go to see what's what it's like. So yeah, I don't well, think I'm I was, fine. Phil's still crazy. So I was fortunate enough uh, to see Pantera twice um, before they defunct in. Uh, really? the, the first 90s. time, I almost died. Uh, it was at Wing Stadium, and I can remember fighting up to the front rail and getting on the rail and then having the entire place squish me. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm a little guy. I'm not, I don't think I'm like bigger than I am, but I was way littler <laughs> and I should not have been up there. Yeah. I should not yeah. have been up there. You, you got I the almost, dad bod, I almost you're died. Not, yeah. You're, you got the dad bod, but you're not a small, you're not a big guy. I should not have been up there. No, no. I can imagine and the second one years ago, I, I got kicked out. I got kicked out at the end at Van Andel because I had some extracurricular things with me, and uh, life, I wouldn't listen to it. I mean, it's just a thing. I understand. <laughs> I've been there. So um, I actually never got to see Pantera live. Um, they they were kind of on the outs when I started doing security. Well, first up was in the early 2000s, and they didn't really tour again after the like, late 90s, so it kind of was one of those things. Um now, there's a question I actually ask during here because I can't figure out record sales. It's really hard. We did say that they sold about 20 million records, but how many monthly Spotify listeners do you think these guys get on average? I'll start, oh. Jason. I'll start, Jason. Okay. So go ahead. Go can. ahead. Okay. So I'll give it a reference so that way it's you millions. can know. It is it's millions. millions. It, it, it but, is some, million. but somebody like Ed Sheeran gets like four, 80. 40, 80, 80. 40, 80 million listens a month. So that's right. That's pretty good. I'm going to say that Pantera gets 11 million. Hey, what about you, Jason? What you got? You know, I bet you right now it's probably around 100,000 or 100 million. Sorry. 
No, not that many. Way to go. Way not to that go. many? No, dude. They're at That's... they're at 4.9 million oh. monthly listeners on just Spotify. So you went full on. We went full Brandon on that one. I love it. Um, that was good. Now, yeah. vulgar display. No, of I... Go ahead. Yeah. It's they're they're getting popular. No, no, they actually no. when I checked this when I checked this um we decided we were gonna do this a couple uh about a month ago, I checked it and they were about three point I think three point six. So as they gets more more news, they're growing. It's getting bigger. So they're yeah. at like I said, they're at about four four nine right now. Hmm. So it'll and it'll get I think as the tour starts to kind of come out, Roll it'll out. get bigger. Yeah, yep. um, more too. So and there 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 are rumors of putting out new music. So it's I don't know if it's true or not, but there are rumors of them putting out some other stuff. So I mean I would say that once once things are full steam, they're gonna be reaching probably close to that double digit mark for yeah, sure. Yeah, I would say they're getting close to 10 to 15 for sure. Yeah. Now vulgar display of power was released February 25th, 92. It's their sixth studio album, 11 tracks, 53 minutes long, so just under an hour. Uh, second album produced by Terry Dale. He actually did produce this one and Cowboys from Hell. They're, they're two kind of major major label uh, releases. It is the highest selling band, highest selling album for the band, having sold over two million copies. Um, uh, it is ranked the tenth best metal album of all time by Rolling Stone, which isn't bad. I think it's a pretty good mark. Uh, they do put Black Sabbath up there, closer to number one, um, but. It, for for Rolling Stone, we take it with a grain of salt half the time because they're usually shitty. Um, it well, is this longevity is a, is a thing too. It is, yeah, and it's it's stuck around forever. Now, this is actually the second album to feature the band's uh, groove metal style, which they actually kind of started, um, really going for more Metallica than like in Black Sabbath instead of like their prior stuff, which was a lot more like Kiss or Van Halen. So they were getting more into that harder, um, more rock, and way away from the '80s stuff. Um, the the title definitely track. I think well, they had they were like definitely in stride when they dropped this album. Yes, they were I, definitely I agree. Definitely in stride for sure. Do you know where the uh, where the title where the album's title comes from? It's a pop culture reference. I do not. It's from The Exorcist. Oh really? Yeah, it's from The Exorcist. Uh, now, a okay. couple things. How popularity of this one? The track "Walk" um, was featured in the the um, the Video game rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. CSI New York. It's Madden. probably the most like like mainstream Re- metal song ever. Yeah, recognized like metal. Ever. Yeah, oh man. Yeah, that that first riff is just there. Yeah. Um, it was on CSI New York, Madden 10, and then they also featured it for a while on Monday Night Football of all places. Oh. <laughs> nice. All right. The That's album cool. did peak at number 44 on the Billboard 200, which is pretty good for a metal album. They usually don't do very well on Billboard. Um, okay. But it did stay on the charts for 79 weeks. So it was on the charts for over 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 a year, almost two years. Um, yeah. The longest of any of their albums um, on there. And I'm, I'm guessing once the tour kind of comes out, this one's going to get back on the Billboard charts somewhere, probably in the low, the low um, like one in the 150s or right around that area. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. pop back in. Yep. Now, it did have four singles, uh, Mouth for War, Hollow, This Love, and Walk. So those are the four singles on the track. Like I said, it's it's uh, 12 tracks, 11 tracks. 11 tracks, four singles, not too bad. Um, not like Shania, which yeah. was 16 tracks and 12 singles. Holy crap. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a it's, it's a pretty good number. It's like 50-some 50, 50 minutes or something. Yeah, almost 53. Yep, so it's just about an hour. It's a good. It's a good listen straight yeah. through here. Uh, now let's get into our favorite tracks. Um, Brandon, let's start with you. Brandon, uh, yeah. what was your favorite track? You know, I went chalk, guys. I went chalk on this one. I picked walk. Um, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, because I picked it because it is one. It is the most popular track on this album, and I honestly knew of this song because of my absolute love for like rock band guitar hero in the late 2000s yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I did some Googling cause I'm like, man, I feel like this was on guitar hero and it was on the guitar heroes version. Um, one of their offshoots called rock revolution. It was just all rock music. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and literally, you know, brought back the nostalgia of the game and the carpal tunnel yeah. and the fingers just, That'd be a hell of a hell of a play too, because I can imagine doing dime bags. Oh man, there. I can I can remember sitting there, you know, till like three in the morning and, and trying to call into work the next day because I was playing 
guitar hero all night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I totally get it. Yep, and, for sure. And I, that, it's perfectly okay to have walkers or something. And really, I think it's the coolest mainstream dun, 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 song that there mm-hmm. is. I mean, right? Yeah, okay. It it's it's it, it is. It's pretty awesome. It's the coolest little mainstream riffy song that that's out there. Yeah, it's yeah. the coolest this, Nickelback this, song out there. Yeah, and this genre isn't my go-to genre of music. Yeah. So knowing going into this album and then hearing this song, I having that like, oh, I know this one, like was pretty cool for me because otherwise I'm just like listening yeah. to for me, quote unquote, brand new mu- brand new music. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So, right. I like so, it. So Jason, let's jump to you. What was your or one of your favorite tracks on this one? It's uh, but I think the song I listened to most would be Hollow. Uh, mm-hmm. The oops, the last song in the in the um, the last on the track. Um, you know, I don't even know exactly what he's singing in there, but like the the vocals, the guitar, the drums, the bass, the entire song from start to finish is it takes you on a ride. And it just makes me so happy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, 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 it probably is my favorite single like track. To listen to. I, like I like it. it. All right, Steve, what about you, buddy? Yeah. So yeah. I actually did go with Brandon's too, but I have a different reason. Um, I want to point out though, on this album, I looked at the Spotify numbers. This walk has been played 293 million times on Spotify. <laughs> Um, so I mean, it's probably yeah. on like sports. Oh, it's like, on everything. Like for yeah. arenas, right? Like playlists, like for warm-up yeah. music for so, teams, like it. For there. me, for me, it's nostalgia. For, for all because, the time to count even. Yeah, right. And yeah. it just it, you get to listen to it and you just go for it. Yeah, that's how it listens. But that's how Spotify right. kind of works. Yeah. But for me, it's nostalgia because as a security guard, I'd often hear guitar techs for rock bands or not rock bands play this riff to warm up and Forever. check the guitars. Like yeah. they would pop up, and you, I mean. Working as a security guard, when when the show is kind of like, nah, you're you're just kind of there milling around before everybody kind of comes in. You're sitting by the stage doing nothing, and all of a sudden you just look up and the guitar tech's playing "Walk," and you're like, yeah, it's awesome. And now you're just, in the mood. Now you're in the mood, and then depending on what kind of show it is, you're just like, yup. And then there's some shows where you don't even expect it. Like I was at a, um, either Newfound Glory or Avril Lavigne, and the, the guitar tech started playing this, and I went, whoa. That's going to be, if we're expecting lat level, I am not ready. I am not prepared um, for this because, awesome. but um, it's always a crowd favorite. And it's, it's the first and only Pantera song that I knew from the first note, like the first note. I'm like, yep, Pantera, know yeah. what it is. Um, I kind of did hear this one live twice though. Um, I, I went, I worked a couple of down shows where Phil was a lead singer and Rex was in the band as well. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> And the guitar player for Down started playing it. And Phil was there and he just looked at him and he started playing it. And then he pulled the mic up like he was getting ready to sing. And he went, nah, I'm just fucking with you. You can't do that. And like, stop. And I went, I think he did that for a long time. He did it. He did every show. He would do it. Yeah. Because people just wanted to hear it. They wanted to do it, but I I don't think he could. But then at a Hell Yeah show, they did something similar. However, instead of Chad Gray, who's the lead singer of Mudvayne and Hell Yeah, um, singing it, the crowd actually sung the song while the band played it. And then he went, he went freaking ape shit on the drums. And it was just, it was amazing. Like nobody moshed, nobody moved, nobody crowd surfed. Everybody just watched. It was the weirdest thing ever at a metal show, being a security guard, because usually you've got these big, hairy, heavy dudes flying at you and you have to catch them. But yeah. it, I, mm-hmm. literally looking at it, I'm like, they're not moving. They're just singing the song. And I'm like, well, this is awesome. And then Venny's just, he's eating it up yeah. and going after it. So, well, there, you know, just a side note to mm-hmm. all, to, to Pantera, you know, and, and just really how, yeah, as a, you know, I think they quintessentially are like the mother hen of the metal community because, like, if you go to a Hell Yeah show, there is no other feeling like that. I mean, they it's take care like, of their people. It's they take care crazy. of their people. It's very, very special. <laughs> yep, I agree with you. Yeah. So, Brandon, it's time for us to play a game, isn't it? 
It is, guys. It is time for the Word Association name game. Wang, let's play Wang. Let's play Wang. Word Association name game. Wang, Word Association name game. Wang, Wang. All right, guys. So if okay. you are new to the Word Association, to the podcast and the word association name game here's a little brief breakdown i have taken two tracks from this album and i'm going to word associate phrase associate give a clue ish surrounding a track and jason and steve whenever they think they know the answer will blurt it out to, with the name of the actual track from the album boys i have two for you all right I hear Jason typing. Are you still getting the track list up, bud? Yeah, I think I should have it here. Hold on. All right. Here is your first clue. It's not the first, but the second. A new level? Yes. Nice. Yep. Good work, Steve. Good one. Yeah. That was. That was a good one. All right. Next one. The three of us. No good. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Fucking hostile? Steve. Yeah. Well, two no. of us, maybe. Mouth for war? This guy. Nope. Are demons be driven? Nope. Yeah. Well, I know what it is. Do you? I do. Okay. It's regular people. It is regular people. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm still going with with either fucking hostile or mall for war, though. I'm just saying. I mean, for you personally, absolutely, 100. percent I said, I said, we're gonna do, uh, what does it say? Healing, uh, yep. safety and violence. Yeah, that's your mantra for 2023 yep. for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. For so, sure. Oh no, healing, healing, self care and violence. Healing, self care and violence. Yeah, violence. Gotta be balance. There has to be balance. I'm just saying, healing, self-care, and violence. That's that's the middle yeah. goal credo for 2023. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, speaking of it violence, sign me up for that self-care thing. Right? You gotta have the violence too. It, it helps. It helps things. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Ha- <laughs> the violence yeah. actually helps you with right. a job because I pay you to fix the violence. Um, yeah. Hey, yeah, let's out. encourage Steve. Jason, just encourage Steve to be violent, and then you can. Just not in my own house. Job security. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There Works it is. Out. I like it. So, all right. Well, speaking <laughs> of violence, guys, I don't. That's not a terrible transition. Works out. It does. Let's talk about our least favorite tracks on this one, and because it was Jason's album to pick, let's start with Jason. Jason, did you have a least favorite? Or track, most skippable, or yeah, or one that while you're listening, you're like, ah, I man, I, one. I really tried to it's do okay. that. I did, I, I did, I, I couldn't. I, I, I went through, and then I went through again, and I'm like, you know, I just, I, just don't skip them. I just, it probably is the only album that I'll listen to through and through, and I like every single song. Okay. And that's <laughs> perfectly just, fine. I, yeah, and that's okay because yeah. I have least favorite. And it was regular okay. people. Yeah, regular regular people. Okay. Yeah. Dude, this song starts off kicking so much ass. For like the first minute and 20 seconds, it's completely instrumental, which means Phil has nothing to do with it because he doesn't play any instruments. But it's com- just going fucking balls out crazy for the first minute, almost minute and a half. And then Phil comes in like half cocked and subdued all of a sudden and wants to start singing some shit. Like musically, it is as good if not better than some of the other tracks in this album lyrically it's actually not bad but the delivery for me was the problem like dude came in like spitting fire on most of these other tracks and then regular people he's just like what's up guys how's it going just feel and it just it just seemed like he was there was like nothing to it like the weird singing breaks he just i know he had to kind of it's the 90s you got to kind of play it off a little bit you got to throw the throw throw the curveball but man you can't start off a track and just like kick so much ass and then just come in and like, oh, and it's just, it's, well, nope, I'm yeah. fucking doing it. I didn't I like regular it. people. I don't like regular people anyway, but it's kind of no, you're 100%. You don't like regular people for sure. For sure. What do so, you got, Ryan? What was your, what was your least favorite? I picked by Demons Be Driven as my least favorite track. Ooh, um, I had to get a little nitpicky though, um, because to me, a guy who normally doesn't listen to this kind of rock music, this whole album really kind of had the same tone and sound level 
Like it was all like mm-hmm. one thing to me, um, which isn't a bad thing for a band like this because a metal band, you're going to be intense in your face and it's going to go. So I get that. Um, but the the prissy I went to college for music guy in me is very much like I like to see diversity and I like to see bands taking chances when it comes to the music on an album. So there there's that. You but are prissy. I am. Let's just be honest. Um, I don't like to get my, my nails dirty. It's fine. Um, anyway, I picked this track because there is a shit ton of repetitive aspects in regards to the music and lyrics going on with this one. You said aspects. Okay, good. <laughs> aspects. Repet- not repetitive ass. repetitive ass. Yeah, a bunch of repetitive ass. Yeah. Um, there's repetition in the music and the lyrics that just were more annoying than anything. Um, so it was definitely the most skippable track for me. Not okay. bad by any stretch. So. Nah, I, can, I can agree with that. Absolutely. All right, Jason, you ready to play our second game? We're going to play um, Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen. This is Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. Well, hello. That was fun. Yeah. It happens. It's one of those wow. things when you, live, when you live in the country, we understand. Yeah. It's all right. We just talked shit about you for two no, minutes because so you live on the that's, sticks. That's so. fantastic because i feel like i'm like not technical sadly at all because i really didn't get into zoom during covid because i work with my hands so don't really need zoom so much so it's just all kind of hands too and i don't know where you went but as soon as you said who you what song you had issue with it you all I seen is like this mean face stuck on the camera. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so now you'll great. have to actually like listen to the album to figure out what we talked about. Well, I so like I, as I was doing all that, I was listening to that song cause um, I didn't know exactly which song it was, but I, I don't know. That's like probably one of the, one of my favorite songs. <laughs> Dude, the rep- I, I understand where you're coming from, Jason, and where, where Brandon's coming from because metal gets very repetitive and very like rock hard and it just kind of goes. Yeah. And a lot of metal bands just run that same rhythm and they just run it for three or four minutes and it just because it's a moshing song. Mm-hmm. It's just meant to be one of those things where you're just doing the thing, you're just going for it. So, but I get what Brandon's side of it too, not knowing like metal side, not knowing metal community. I mean, like, He's saying the f- three same lines over and over again. What the hell? And it's like that. Over and over. It's meant to kick ass, dude. It's meant to be played so that the band can. That's probably their number one song that they do that with. You know what I'm saying? That's probably the number one song that they do that with. Yeah. I do understand. Yeah, I get it. At the same time, it's like when you're listening to it and just working, it's like. All yep. right. Yeah, well, we're playing. We're, we got fun. our second game here. We're gonna play Shatner's Poetry Slam. Now, I picked two songs, and I'm going to read the lyrics in a very monotone way, and you have to tell me what song that I'm reading. Um, you guys ready to go? I'm ready to rock. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Almost every day, I see the same face on broken picture tube. It fits the attitude. If you could see yourself. Regular people. Nope. Oh. You put you on a shelf. Your verbal masturbate. Promise to nauseate. Today I'll play the part of non-parent. Not make a hundred rules for you to know about yourself. Not lie and make you believe what's evil is making love fucking hostile it's fucking hostile oh yeah that was my next that yeah i love it so i i know every lyric right it's the way that it's read you can't you have to figure it out Uh, you you mess this up yeah right yeah i don't know i I wanted to read one that said your verbal masturbate that was like i was like yep doing that one all right of course you would (laughs) all right second one that's funny 
And I'm going to go right into my deep cut after we finish this one because it happens to be the same song. All right. Second one. We've got no time to lose. Your news is old news. Hate this. Hate me. Hate this. Right approach for the wrong. It's time to spread the word. Let the voice be heard. All of us. One of us. All of us. Dominate. No good. Nope. And take the motherfucking world. This love? No, that's interesting. Um, mass prediction, unification, breathing life Lo- into this our love? Homes. Nope. Every creed and every kind. Rise. There it is. It's time to rise. Time to rise. Yeah. So I'm gonna go because that was actually. I forgot rise. that part was at the end. <laughs> yep. Rise is my deep cut because holy shit, okay. it comes in hot after that ballad of this Mm. love with a speed metal rocket ship ready to melt your face um to me it's the hardest track on the album besides potentially fucking hostile it is between this like i said fucking hostile but this one wins because of how it comes in after this love for me it's like because this love kind of like is that ballady track and then then rise comes in and just just punches you right in the freaking grill it does Um, the the hits on the snare are crazy man. yes really the hits on the snare of this whole album them hits on the snare are just the i mean just like i didn't even understand that like when i was younger but now as a musician you figure it out hearing that hit on the snare is like I wish I could hear that. And, and what really got me was the the circular way, um, like that Phil actually lyrically attacked our our American culture as our circular way of thinking. Phil is calling us out to educate ourselves on the shit plaguing society and be a force for change. The funny thing is, is this song hits a little bit differently in two thousand twenty twenty three. This came out right after the LA riots in ninety two. Oh. Um, wow. But the core yeah, principle yeah. really remains. You can't change the world by doing the same shit over and over and over. And that's what this song's about. It is time to change your mind. It's time to change how you do things and start doing shit differently. And it's it's almost a protest yeah, song from Metal Band. Oh, great. <laughs> what? It, 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 it culminated at Woodstock 96 or 99. It was 99. You were at Woodstock 99? No, 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 no. But that's kind of where, like, the whole entire 90s culture and, like, that Oh, yeah, where everything, everything imploded. Like, it cumulated, and it was all captured on video. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, that's that's not awesome. look good. No, for, no, like, I could see. It just, it's just so much. It, no, it doesn't. That, Woodstock 99 is <laughs> – it's interesting. There's a couple of interesting documentaries about that for sure. But So Deep Cut. Jason, did you have a Deep Cut track, that one that, like, not really – doesn't really play that often, but you're like this one just speaks to me, or like you, so you like gravitate. Probably, I mean, really, Mouth of War. I mean, I that's a deep cut. I don't, I don't really look at, but it's. Well, no, it is. Mm-hmm. It kicks the album off oh, perfectly. It's, yes. I, mean, I would agree with you. It kicks. Yeah, the album I don't off know. It's it's just it's right. I don't know that there's another album out there that can compare. I, I agree with you on that in, one. In my eyes, <laughs> as in far metal, as listenability is, is concerned, especially yeah. in that in that '90s metal scene, like this is like the the cream to the crop. Like of I that tell you, scene. I don't even care what he's saying. No, he I just don't. goes after it. <laughs> oh, he does. All yeah. right, Brandon. What about you? What was your deep cut? Man, I picked Mouth of War as my deep cut. Nice. Um, I did. Nice. Lyrics. The so the one thing with this album is like. If you want to understand the lyrics, you need to be intentional about listening to them. Um, like they're not just going to like necessarily pop out at you. Um, so in one of my listens, like of this album, I actually sat down and read along with the lyrics to know what was happening. The lyrics on this track are actually pretty deep um, about kind of how people can kind of motivate you to go out into the world and kick ass. You know, um, I also yeah. think that uh, the music that was built um, to support the lyrics is perfectly executed on this track. Nice. Uh, kind of really helps Love push that. it, 
push it to the next level makes you and honestly those two together working in tandem really did make me want to get up and go kick some ass so like which doesn't happen very which doesn't happen very often because i don't kick ass i kind of exactly what happens to me (laughs) i just kind of flub my way through life guys it's just how it is and i don't kick ass. yeah you are not you are not the kick ass version of the dictionary no i am like the captain underpants version of everything (laughs) (laughs) no but that's cool i mean i i know you know you 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 know i i respect that opinion you know that's that's pretty cool i mean it's it is. I mean, yeah, a, you are the Bobby Hill of, sure. of metal. I am the Bobby Hill of metal, guys. It is what it, it is. That's for sure. That's my purse. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Bobby Hill. Yeah. Absolutely. People say that I look. <laughs> people say I'm just the you know 33 year old version of Bobby Hill in in the flesh. That would be an amazing Halloween costume. I'm just saying. Who, it would be. Who said about that? It. Me. Oh, uh, dude, a lot of people. I get <laughs> I get that more often than I get like an actual human being. I get a. F- Freaking cartoon. Well, you just put it in my brain. Yeah. I'm never not going to see it. Exactly. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I'll send, I'll send you a pic. I'll send you a picture, Jason, of me as a little kid and then a picture of Bobby Hill. And you'll be like, hell yeah, that's it. Completely accurate. Oh, geez. Sure. So, all right. Before this gets too off the rails, guys, let's get into our final <laughs> thoughts on this album and give this an arbitrary rating from one to 10. Like, I'll start us off since. I'm sure you guys are wondering what my opinion is of this band. I do. And this album. So the album is not bad. And it is an album that I can see myself in this kind of music. It is the type of genre that I could, that I would put either in my headphones, like on Pandora or just, you know, on my Alexa, cleaning my house, mowing the lawn, doing work, you know, getting my hands kind of dirty. Um, it's definitely music to motivate you and get you moving. Um, and I can definitely see Pantera's popularity. Um, I can appreciate the genre of music as the the musicianship with these guys is top notch. I love it. Just their skill it. level is just unmatched. Um, super talented. Um, yeah. And the way that they stick together musically through all the riffs and cadences that happen throughout the tracks that takes talent and skill and obviously a lot of practice and obviously after a time they get it, but it's talent. There's take that's talent right there. You know, them guys were drunk. Like almost every time they ever played an instrument, they were just hammered, wasted, drunk. Maybe that's that's how I can become a little bit above average it's just i mean time bag did not pick up a guitar until he had like a fifth of coil like, oh my gosh that is insane yeah, it, that is insane it, so i don't know it's, it's crazy i mean i've watched some of those things and he's but they lived that life that was their life you know yeah absolutely absolutely so arbitrary rating from one to ten guys i'm giving this one a seven out of ten so, Steve, what about you, man? What was your final thoughts on this one? So for me, I never got the chance to see Pantera. Like I said, I did get to see meet and see and meet Vinny Paul at a show in Grand Rapids when he was hell yeah, I came through. It was it was literally the first time as a security guard that I had to be frisked by a band's crew before I could go into the pit. Nice. Um, they and they weren't they were not fucking around. They got the, the whole kit and caboodle. Um. Vinny actually came down and talked to us in the pit. Oh yeah, they got them. The whole it's all it's all balls, but they figured it out. Yeah. Um Vinny actually came down to the pit and talked to us. He said flat out, if anyone gets on stage, let them go. And don't ask any questions what happened to them. Because it's the last time they'll be seen. Um flat out. There was no there was no hesitation in that dude's voice. He said if anybody tries to jump on stage, let them go. He's like, he's like, they will not be walking out of here at all. There's no fuck. There, there is definitely a fuck around and find out at that show. It was, it was, it was so like mind opening to hear a famous person. Just look at you and go, we're going to, we literally are going to kill someone if they try to get on the stage and like, look at him and go and dead eyes serious. And we're like, 
Oogie. No, I'm aye, aye, Captain. Okay. You, <laughs> and well, like, I mean, this is the, you know, these guys' lives, man. Yep, and, and they weren't that fucking around, so they, they just said that. Now, luckily, it didn't happen at our show. Nobody, nobody even tried um, to get on the stage. Um, the album, for me, it's iconic for metal fans and guitar enthusiasts. If It doesn't matter if you're a metal guitar enthusiast, it's just a guitar enthusiast. With the way Dimebag played the guitar, it, it was world-changing, the way that he did it. You didn't. Nobody saw it before. How fast he was! It was like him and Slash, but even Dimebag was on a different level. And if he had been sober, you never really know what would have happened because, like like Jason said, he this band was consistently um, messed up. Um, it's one of the reasons they actually broke up because Phil couldn't kick drugs. He just couldn't do it, um, and he went fucking batshit crazy. Um, it's drink loud. all you want. No drugs. No drugs. No drugs. Um, <laughs> Don't do hard drugs, I think, is the biggest thing. Right. Sm- smoke yeah. some weed, that's fine. But when you start doing, like, heroin and meth, and, like, you <laughs> you go, you, you start to graduate, and you're like, nee, okay. Yeah. Phil, Phil when, went everywhere. When, when the gateway drug is no longer, like, you're way past the gate at that point. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I'm not going to go one way or another on it. I mean, they, I don't know what they went on in their personal lives that, that yeah. you know. Was I the, just read. I read some of the biographies. But stuff. I know, you know, you can, you know, what what people's lives are, especially in their public, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You so know, for me, the album, it's loud, it's heavy, it's raw from beginning to end. It's just, it's so raw. Um, it is a shame we lost the Abbots and can't get a, um, a full reunion. Even though I don't think it would have happened, um, unless there was a shit ton of money in place. Um, and, and Phil would approved. He was um, he was definitely sober, but um, I can only hope at this reunion show when they do the tour that it's they put on a good show and it's not a shit show. But with Zach Wild taking over for Dimebag, like I said, just that alone gives it some credence, and I'm like, it's it's gonna be good. So um, yeah, I'm not I've sure. I've seen if- some uh, I've seen some videos of of the shows that they've put on and- in Europe. Ah, dude, it's a novelty, man, and and that has to be because of what it is. But at the same time, it's it's still the songs we love, and it, they're playing alive, and it's mm-hmm. so. It's gonna know, be I, I haven't seen it live, so I don't I don't know I don't know, but I, I know what I've seen. I I would definitely see it. It's gonna be definitely. something. I can't. I I would expect you to be there mm-hmm. uh, for this once. You're gonna be there, I'm sure. I, uh, when I've this one looked, comes I've around. looked. I think I'm thinking about going to Chicago in 2024. Nice. That'd be awesome. Now, for me, for a rating, uh, for for an album. Like I said, top to bottom, it's 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 solid. Um, having a pretty hard month at work and with life this week, this this year, um, this was a perfect album just to rage and go fucking ape shit crazy. Um, a job that I work with my hands and I can rage. Oh man, it was great. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was an eight out of ten. Um, just right what I needed. Jason gave me something that I, def- I desperately needed and didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. So Jason, do you got something you want to yeah. say about the album and then give a rating? Yeah, so I'll just I'll write it off the top. I mean, it's 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 probably if I have, I have to be honest, right? I just uh, place all them albums like in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. It's they're they're all like up there, uh, you know. So I, I there's one song I think that I have in my heart that that's probably never gonna change. So I'm just gonna give it a nine out of t- out of ten, I like just it. because of that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, you know, every single one of these albums are like they do this, this part of like if when if I hear every single one of them songs, and it 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 was so nice to hear Brandon say that that he respected each and every one of their individual musician qualities because ultimately at the end of the day for me that that's really what I'm hearing. Uh, I could care less what they're saying. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. the stigma between, between, you know, behind metal, but man. I mean, they are just—they are just hooked up, man. And and mm-hmm. everything is is like, everything complements everything. Mm-hmm. Not just this album, but like I think their entire like mainstream. You know that five to that whatever. How many albums did they put out? Nine. Nine total. So it was that last four albums, you know, mm-hmm. that really was the albums that Pantera. That that's like who they were to me in my life. It's, 
So, so I'll ask a follow-up question for you. Uh, you gave him a nine, so I like it. Now, how many of the songs do you know how to play, and what is your favorite Pantera song to play on guitar or bass? So I do know the riff for "Walk." Everybody, okay. everybody, everybody does. You know, I can I can play it on the guitar and and on the bass, just some basic chord stuff. You know, okay. but "Hollow," I actually know know some of that song, nice. uh, and and absolutely, it's probably. Just be in the fields with that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice, I like it. So I, that's awesome. I, 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 I will confess that um, I really don't play other music. <laughs> I don't. I don't. You, you play a lot with church. You play a lot of worship. Music, I, I do so. play at church, and 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 really, that's about all I do. I mean, I've I've been learning and growing there, and just really focusing attention on that and. I don't. I have a couple little things, a couple things I like to to play, you know. Yeah, like it. Yeah. I like it. I just wanted to figure out to ask. Cause I know. I know. Sometimes you play around, so I just wanted to give you give you a shout here and figure it out here. You know, the but blues guys, is. I really, if if there was one thing I was going to do outside of the church, it, it would definitely be the blues. Uh, you know, I'm, I I, I'm good friends with John Nesbitt. You know. Uh, and, oh yeah, John Nesbitt. You know, he's been on the I've, podcast. I've, I've played. I've played with John. And Mike Howe, you know, you get Mike Howe on here. That, that's a good one to get he's on. on my, he's on my list. I got to reach out to him. So I want to get Nesta yeah, back on this year yeah, too at some point. He's probably one of the most music, musical person people I've ever met. He can hear it. You know what I'm saying? He's, mm-hmm. It's amazing. I had to teach I like myself it. that he, like, is naturally gifted. <laughs> I like it. So, guys, so. this has been Pantera's uh, – oh, fuck, I lost it. Vulgar display of power. Holy <laughs> crap. I am almost, I just thought, well, I blanked for a second there. That whole three and a half hours of work got me, I tell you guys. But um, <laughs> this has been just a fun listen. Um, Jason, I'm so happy we got you back. We got you on the podcast. We're going to try to get you back at some point this year or maybe yeah, early man. next. Uh, we'll get you back in. This is you know, cool, man. This is completely like something I don't do. So it was, when it your schedule cool slows down and, you know, all this stuff. And I'll see you in a couple weeks at my well, house. I'm- Oh, yeah, I'm trying to get over there, man. I'm trying, I'm trying. I understand. But, yeah. guys, you guys can find us, the, the podcast, on all social media platforms, primarily Instagram and Facebook. We are on Twitter. Um, but, Brandon. Fuck Elon Musk. There we go. Yeah. Um, and we are not on True Social yet or OnlyFans. However, we can be bribed. We, we can, can be, be bribed. Um, I'm I mean, not paying nothing. <laughs> I didn't talk about anything. my body shape being round earlier, and I've heard there's a there's a there's a right. fan for that. So we got this. I figured it out. Yeah. Um, you know, I gotta pay for them home repairs somehow. Um, stop raging. There are people that are millionaires because of it is things. self. It is self care, Jason. Okay. Self care. Okay. I I will care for myself a lot. Jason's just like okay. I don't fucking know why. This is the last time he says fuck you guys. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna associate with you. Go All right. Kid. So guys. You guys can find us on all major podcasting platforms where you found us today, plus their friends um, mm-hmm. and your friends' friends. Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest thing you can do to help us on our social media is if you are following us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok for sure, share our stuff, like us, give us a follow, um, let yep. someone else know that you think that we're funny, um, and even if we're not. I mean, honestly, we, yeah. we are for the most part, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. No, it's good. It's great. I you like it. it. Uh, Brandon, do you got anything else? I got nothing. Fantastic. Well, guys, that has been Pantera's Vulgar Display of Power. Fucking nailed it. Um, Boom. I am Steve. I am Brandon. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.